Okay, you pick something to start it off creatively this time. And can we focus? I was thinking. I was thinking. I'm coming out. Bum, bum. I want the world to know that I, I am just, so I don't, over. I don't love it. <laughs> okay. What do you... It's your turn. Okay, go ahead. That's a good start. I love that. Hey, Neen. Good morning. Good morning. Does anybody know what that is from? If you do. Oh, it's going to be so exciting if you do. Why is it going to be so exciting? Because then we can go on the tangent of how wicked it's where it's from is why you just you just gave it up what like we have a live audience (laughs) wicked is coming out with their trailer soon and it's we know when it's premiering december 2024 and i'm counting down the days over a year from now yeah but think about all the fun hype that's like when the dune trailer came out and they're like november 2028 i was like (laughs) who the fuck do you guys think you are just release the trailer in a normal time span it's disney it's ariana cynthia revo they know know. exactly who they are i can't wait it's a big deal Cass, tell everybody what you're doing right now i am painting my (laughs) nails here i'll stop let me just finish this one finger everyone guess what color she's painting her nails And it's kind of obvious. I've been inspired by not only has every iris, I feel like, bloomed today, but it's also inspired by all the um, tulips. Mm -hmm. Cassie and I are one, two, three, a hundred days sober today. Technically, I'm a hundred days, but we just were twins. So we're going to go ahead and just. And I am 92. I don't know. How many days behind are you on me? I think I started February 2nd. I started February 2nd. You started February 12th. Or 11th. I started February 11th. So, I don't know, nine days. So, like, you're like 91. Okay. Nonetheless, we're just going to call it a flat one hundo. And we brought each other gifts. We brought each other prezzies. So, we're going to exchange this. We're going to do a live open. Ready? What'd you get me? Do you want to go first? Or should I go first? I think you should go first. Because I have a feeling that my gift isn't as good as your gift. Which is rare because I want to be very clear. Oh, my God. I literally get Cassandra gifts for everything. <laughs> she stopped doing birthday. it. No, I didn't. I got g- you the Buddha, the baby Buddha that hangs, yeah, the little right. charm. I get Cassandra gifts all the time, and she literally never buys me presents. Anyways. <laughs> <gasps> oh, so I are got you serious? Her a whole, uh, why don't you look at it and tell everybody what it is? Oh, this is really nice. I know. Okay, so Marita got me a huge pack of symbiotica which is a really nice supplement and this one is heart health with it's got coq10 how do you say this one in us in us in and red yeast rice and it's an orange cream and it's a supplement and do you think i should take these like every day yeah i got it for you because it's for heart health and cassandra's been feeling very in her feels lately mm. in her heart chakra Just tell everybody <laughs> Just kidding. And I'll do she's it. been very just elevated in her heart space. So I thought a good heart supplement to give it some extra love and support. It's a they're really also pretty color. They're liposmal. So Cassandra, they are so easily absorbed and incredibly efficient. Do you want to take one now optimized. with me? Yes. Okay. okay. So they are okay for for y'all. They're like these little packets that runners take when they like rip off the top and like suck on them. Mm-hmm. It's like those. And they're liquidy and they're based oh, in an oil. Organic orange cream. And this one tastes like organic orange cream, but the... I can taste um, the organic. The, <laughs> the oil is an almond oil, so it's just so good for you. What do you think? Symbiotica Oh, also. I typically don't eat these on an empty stomach. I, I don't have an empty stomach. Okay, I do, so I can't eat this, even okay, though I just opened it. Because it sometimes makes my tum-tum feel a little bit weird. Um, I love it. Thank you. These supplements are very expensive, and... I love being gifted supplements. So, okay, open mine. I just got myself three packages. So before you open yours, I've known I wanted to get this for you for a while. I spotted it in a window. You don't turn the background because you don't need to see where it's from. Okay, go for it. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. Just reach in and pull it out. I'm going to fucking die. Oh my god. Do you love it? It's a cloud with legs. <laughs> Stuffed animal. It's quite big and it's got a weighted bottom. I'm going to literally sleep with this every night. So you love it? I love it so much. Thanks, Cassie. <laughs> Happy 100. Happy 100. So last year, Marina got me this giant stuffed axolotl, actually two years ago. And an axolotl is an animal that lives in the sea. Uh, Most people don't know what an axolotl is. If you watch anime, 
you know, an ex-lawless, but if you don't watch anime, you have no idea what it is. That's not true. Some people who really love like aquatic life. Aquatic life probably know what an axolotl is. Most people don't know what an axolotl is in general. So Marina got me a giant stuffed axolotl that I sleep with every fucking night. But what's so cool about it is that you can stick your entire arm in its mouth. So anyways, (laughs) we're just going to get rid of that part. What's Um, going on? What's new with me? It's been a really, honestly, super emotional Sandra starts literally every episode with this. Do I? Yeah. Am I getting predictable? No. It's who I am. It's been a really emotional couple of weeks. Even DL, my therapist, was like, girl. Yeah, dude. It's like around 90 days of not having a, what did she call it? Like a type of toxic crutch or reliability or lenience that you go to in order to like subdue feelings or just kind of like, I don't know escape or whatnot. And I didn't even think about that at all. The fact that I've been feeling a super heightened sense of self and sensitivity, specifically the past couple of weeks. And yeah, it's just been a lot. And so a couple of days ago, I was like, my hot chakra is on fire. (laughs) This hot chakra is on fire. And so I was like, let's go get cupped, bitch. I was like, I've never been gone cupping before. Gone cupping. I've never gone cupping before. No, I've never had cupping done. Yeah. And we know Heidi. Heidi Marina had on the podcast and she's so amazing. Heidi Vanderpool of Pinned Acupuncture. So good. North High Street. Really great little space located right next to Jesse Miller of Conscious Wellness Yoga. Who also. we also live and breathe for. And I was like, let's go get some cupping done because I feel like I need to move some stuff around. I just felt like called to to do it. And it was so fucking dope. So I went in and we chatted. She's like, what's going on? I said, well, I've been really emotional the past couple of weeks. And then she said, did you know that some crazy shit has been going on up in our ether space in our atmosphere? And I was like, no, Heidi, I didn't. And she was like, (laughs) this is is really riveting, isn't it? She was like, it's, it's starting to calm back down. She was like, is that why you're here? I said, honestly, I don't really have an answer, but it, I feel good now, but the past couple of weeks have been alive. So I go lay on this table and I go get my cupping done and I'm literally loving this sensation, Marina. It truly feels like there is like not only energy moving, but there's like a physical sensation to a hot cup being, you know, sealed onto your body. And I was thinking, dude, if I haven't gotten into all of kind of like the yoga stuff that I'm obsessed with right now, whether it's a lecture or a meditation or pranayama course or polyvagal theory, Cupping would be my gateway drug. Cupping would be like my absolute obsession. I actually think that it is my obsession and I'm pretending that it's not. And I like can't wait to go again. I not only can't wait to go again, but I bought it as a gift for somebody. I fucking love it. I feel like I'm going to go back and Heidi's going to be like, I just saw you last week. We have to wait till your marks go down. No, I think you can go once a week. It's literally amazing. I highly recommend it for anybody. Wow. The cupping and acupuncture combo is one that cannot be beat. I cannot wait to do that when I, honestly, it's not when I have a little bit more time. It's more so when I decide to do it, she does have that bundle, which I'm like, oh, let's treat ourselves. It's a must do. I find acupuncture to be an incredibly euphoric experience as I have experienced it in this current state. I'm sure it has many evolutions depending on where you are in your life. And I find cupping to be very grounding because it's so, so mm, high. It's totally grounding. Yeah, it's so high sensation. You sense your bones as the as the cups are moving around. Did she move the cups on your body yeah. while they were suctioned? Yeah. yeah. Not, it was, not everybody does that. And I love the little sounds that they make when they're like yeah. right next to each other. Like, clink, clink. One kind of like fell, which I loved. You know what I also noticed too is... I noticed that I had a complete different response from the right side of my body to the my left side of my body. Right side of your body is masculine, solar, pingala is the nadia. Yeah? Left side, ida, feminine, lunar. Left side is, if you will, like a little bit more, how do you describe that? Calming and regulating. And then the right side is sort of like outputting and getting rid of toxins. So the right side of my body, I have injuries, if you will, physical injuries, but the left side of my body, I'm more emotionally in tune with. Where the right side of my body, I'm not emotionally as in tune with, but the marks that were more, if you will, darker, a little bit more intense are all on the left side of my body. The information that you get when you go to cupping or acu, it's just a different type of therapy, but it's this one's a little bit more physical and on your body and you can see it. It's fascinating. And I asked Heidi, I said, could you feel the resistance I was 
essentially giving back to you. My body was giving back to you. And she said, no, I, I couldn't because, you know, I was kind of doing my thing. And also it's a shorter session, but I could feel, I could feel it. And I left just being like, what is going on between this masculine feminine balance that I have going on right now? You look amazing. Just in general? In general. Like I'm looking at you as you're talking right now. You look very full of vibrant health. Dude, I saw this photo come up on my, you know how Apple gives you like the featured photos of the week of you and I at the summer solstice last year, June of last year, 2022. And we looked so happy. And at that time I felt so full of life, Marina, but not only was my hair straight, so the prana was out of my hair, but there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference in me looking at just the energy that I'm carrying in like my face and in my fucking skin and my aura that is completely different. I wish I would have gotten like aura photography last year or a couple months ago compared to now because the transitions that are happening are like I can see it in photos. You can see it changing in me and I can also see it transitioning in you too. It's really beautiful. It's also funny because we look so similar. So it's almost like a mirror, but not, you know? Totally. I think we're just, we're glowing up right now. I know that you said that it's 100 days for you. And the past couple of weeks, you felt a little emotionally um, overwhelmed, out of whack, off my rocker, couldn't find my footing to such a severe extent that I called Marina and was like, what are mood disorders? Yeah, that's I'm right. Being, I'm being straight up serious, 100%. To the point being like, holy shit, have I had a mood disorder? Or you know what they say, late 20s is when it's like, wow, that's when I figured out I had whatever. I'm serious, like multiple personalities, bipolar, or schizophrenia or whatever. Obviously, I'm being fear-mongery right now. And that's not actually kind of the belief that I live by. But I was so overwhelmed by my own emotions that I felt shook. I basically just felt shook. And I, I cannot wait to talk about, let's talk about it, sitting in your emotions when they come up like that. So Abraham Hicks says that your emotions in your current state are just your manifested thoughts and your thoughts are born from your beliefs mm -hmm. and your beliefs are just things that you tell yourself over and over again. And when you called me and you were like, what is a mood disorder? Do I have a mood disorder? And I was like, girl, I know exactly what you are feeling when you have the highs and highs and lows and lows and you feel like a completely different person at very different parts of the day. And I, I experienced this four years ago. And when I experienced it, I felt like I couldn't trust my thoughts or my discernment coming from me because they would completely change if from morning to night. At night, I would have a completely different thought pattern, a completely different belief system than I did six hours before. And it really freaked me out. You know, what's so crazy is that you experienced this four years ago in a time of loneliness and grief in a way, like you were grieving something and I'm experiencing it when nothing is necessarily really even in quotation marks happened to me, but we're having, we're having very similar experiences. And I think about all my homies or family members who are like, I've been feeling this way actually for years consistently, or after this incident happened, or maybe just after transitioning jobs or perhaps somebody wanting to leave a job and then having a lot of these yo-yo feelings come up. Fuck, this shit is like common and I, present. And it's because we have the awareness that it's happening, right? Yes. I don't believe that things happening to you is necessarily the gateway for you to broaden your awareness on your emotional landscape. I think it's the other way around. The more you start to listen, the more you start to pick up on the sensitivities rise and your desire to shift out of uncomfortable or undesirable situations increases. Does that make sense? I think that I am only following half of it. So I want to hear you say it again in a different way, if you could. Uh-huh you know that what you are doing is no longer working for you. And not only is it no longer working for you, it's yielding in negative results. And that goes to say whether or not you have a huge breakup or you lose your job or something substantial happens in your personal life, something doesn't necessarily need to happen to you for you to have this moment of deep discomfort. This is what I was just going to say. I yeah. didn't have this thing happen to me, right? Like you're saying breakup, job, whatever. I was just experiencing a slow onset of these emotions coming on. And then the momentum was picking up day after day after day. And I thought, okay, I can manage this. It's like feelings aren't facts, but we're very aware that this is happening. And 
I wasn't listening to every word. Feelings are absolutely not, not facts, facts, but they are your compass for where you're headed. Totally. So if you continue to do something where you experience a negative feeling or a thought-based experience in that moment, either you need to change what you are doing or you need to change your perspective. Exactly. Because you might be manufacturing an, an, a response that might not be benefiting you and or might not be necessary for you. Totally. But not crazy. No, I love it. I love that. And I think about that all the time, but it felt like it didn't apply. In that moment of waking up on one Sunday and being like, I am so overwhelmed by my emotions that I literally don't know what to do. Do I go for a walk? Do I journal? Do I sleep? What do I do? To me, it was like thinking about the options, right? I could change my perspective or I could change my behavior. I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I don't even know what changing my perspective means, A or changing my behavior. But guess what I did? What? I changed my behavior. I made a decision in order to um, alleviate a lot of these feelings so that I could get my footing back. And now I have a perspective that allows me to, to look at my feelings in less of a drowning, oversaturated way. Maybe time kind of just does that on its own, but I feel much better. Dude, I feel like I just got out of like a little bit of a war with myself. Seriously, we're all good. We're all, we're all fucking good. But it was pretty intense there for a couple weeks. What do you think the cause of it was? I think I know what it is. And you know why? Because I um, have noticed what I've been bookmarking on Instagram a lot lately. And it's like <laughs> women in like their 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, talking about how they are now really actively reworking the conditioning that has been done to their selves their whole life. And when I think about all the conditioning that's been kind of going on in my world as a, as a woman and also as a kid of, you know, Marina's kids is of immigrants and even though mom was born in the States, I mean, she definitely grew up in an immigrant household as well. There is a lot that I'm coming to understand better now as an adult, especially as I'm going to therapy and reading more books and talking to other millennials that are having sort of these realizations at this point in their life. And I have been so, my heart has been open for so long. And it's something that defines who I am as a person, which I love. And I think it defines who you are as a person too, in many ways, but it's also very, it's a very risky and vulnerable way to live, which in the book that I'm reading right now, Sacred Path of the Warrior, it's saying to have your heart open and vulnerable is one of the strongest positions to be in because to be vulnerable is to be beautiful and it's to let people in, yes. But the ways that I've been doing it, I don't know, Neen. And let me say one more thing. It's, it's been a gift to become this vulnerable person that I am with my heart chakra and like this awareness that I have to my heart extremely open, but I'm not doing it in the best interest for myself. Therefore, it's not going to be in the best interest for others. I, I agree. I've stepped into this caretaking role, whether people ask for it or not, that is just, it's where I position myself in every relationship. Remember how in the last episode I was like, give me an opportunity to be your service dog. It's like, actually, if I could re-say that it's, I'll find the opportunity to be your service dog because that's how I've been conditioned. I will find the opportunity to feed you and show you my love, which again, are things that I think are really beautiful, but I think the root in which I'm expressing them isn't out of self-love. And if I can learn how to express that rooted in self-love, I'm gonna be not having a, a, a Sunday morning where I think that I have a mood disorder, you know? I could, I am with you 100%. Mm, mm. I completely get where you're coming from. I'm also the same way. I will find an opportunity to support you. However, I'm starting to find myself uncomfortable. Like I was at one of my best friend's house the other day and she's like, let me feed you. You feed me all the time. Let me feed you. And I was fighting anxiousness inside of me because I am very uncomfortable with support receiving receiving and in a lot of the reading that i'm doing it means if you are uncomfortable receiving the things that you give well then the, the rooted reason in why you're giving is something a little bit different than we think it is do you know what i mean yeah if i can give and show my love by cooking for you or whatever that can be but i'm uncomfortable receiving it those two things need to be looked at i need to look at them and be very real if i can give it but i can't receive it We've got to ask ourselves now why. And that's where I got to recently. I have all this love to give. And me and one of my girlfriends were talking about this. How much love we have to give. How much love we have to give. And it's such a beautiful thing. I hear women say that a lot. I have so much love to give. And I'm thinking, fuck, do we? Or have we been told 
that because women being raised by women in these maternal households to just showcase love to men or your family members or your friends. Do you have all this love to give or is it just the love that you have and you're giving it to them? Do you know what I mean? No. Are you saying that? Let me say this. I hear a lot of women say, and I've said it before, I have a lot of love to give. I agree. I do have a lot of love to give, but I don't think it's just a blanket statement. I think I have a lot of opportunity to understand how to give and receive and to replenish my love. And I'm confused by that. So I just give it. And it feels good to give it because that's the only way I've been taught to do it. Show your family, show your friends, I love you. So I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to show up to your thing, which feels good. Yes, we know this feels good, right? Have you read Women Who Run With Wolves? Yes. I'm rereading it right now. This is literally what she talks about. All the ways that you can channel the feminine spirit, the feminine energy. We've been told that there are two ways to do it, to serve and to have sex. Yes, I was just going to say that, which is serving. But yeah, there are two different types of service. But there are so many different channels in which you can siphon off all of these energetic expressions through dance, play, creation, determination. I I mean, so many ways. There are so many ways that you can give your love and showcase love that doesn't look like physically or tangibly giving emotion, space, time. The wraparound here is, it's because I want, I I don't know if it's because I want it in return, but I know I'm at a deficit for it in return, but check it out. I don't accept it. I'm the same way. I literally don't accept it. Oh my God, we are on the what? Is this our fourth upbeat together? Fourth episode? Fifth, maybe? Fourth or fifth, 100 days. We are, oh my gosh, we are talking about the same narratives. But the reason why we are, I think, is because they're so prevalent in this sober time because we have a ton of space to take a look at the things that are really meaningful to us. It's 12 (laughs) o'clock. And that's my watch making the beep beep. And I think we're talking about it because it's important to us and we recognize how much we love our people in our community and we want to give to them, but we can't accept their gifts. What is that? But I do want to go back to my emotional overload and talk about why, what, how I feel like things have changed. I just have so much. Your eyes look so big right now. Like I feel like they look edible. Like I I could just pluck them out of your head and eat them. They look huge. I'm definitely processing a lot. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I'm processing a lot about what you just said. Okay. I've thought a lot about this whole giving and receiving thing. It is an effort to control aspects of my life. Because if you are in my home, I can make sure that everybody ate enough and everybody is happy and there's music playing because music always makes a situation better. And I, I have the, the fire on because I know everybody loves a fire. It's like this, this fear that people won't have enough. And if people don't have enough, they will feel less than. They will feel like they don't deserve enough. We were raised that way. We were raised that way. And what you're telling me when I hear you say that is that if basically in quotation marks, you know the formula that makes people comfortable and feel seen. But Marina, that's your formula. Like that is what you've, that makes you comfortable and seen. And by your experience seeing people in your home, that's what makes them feel comfortable and seen. But at the end of the day, that's not a requirement. I know. And I don't require a whole lot in the presence of other people to be happy. Exactly. But I feel like it's a double standard that I hold with myself. I know. I know. And listen, it's not this thing where it's like, ooh, Nina, or ooh, Cassie, like, you need to fix this thing. It's more like just, I'm coming to all of these. Why Why are you so shaky, dude? Because um, when I went to the bathroom before we started, I did some Molly. <laughs> and now I think it's kicking in. Because when we said sober journey, we didn't mean like drugs, did we? <laughs> like Molly is good, right? <laughs> I, this is the first time I've had caffeine in a whole week, I would say. It's literally like maybe 15% of your, your Th- this one was 10 all, ounces. This one caffeine. was all caffeine. I have three beverages, one full decaf, one that has 15% decaf, and the other that has caffeine. I drank the whole caffeine one. It tastes so good. I've been having decaf Aldi coffee all week. Oh, nice. And it's good, but doesn't slap like your Nespresso does. Mm. Back to what I was saying. I'm coming to all these realizations and... I'm figuring out whether I want them to stick around and for me to take time to think about them or if I want to put them in the shishumna, aka just get rid of them, burn them away. Are these valuable for me to continue to ruminate on or think about or spend time even trying to understand or is it okay for me to just get rid of them? So you being like, I'm, I feel best when I host and I'm in control, but I don't feel I have a propensity to have anxiety or um, resistance when somebody wants to give to me. Let's just get, what's the root of it? You know, let's not sweat all of the details around it, which is funny because last episode you're like, all you do is sweat details, Cassandra. 
and which is true, but you also do too. Bitch. You know Bad Baby. Catch do me I know Bad Baby? I just learned about her. Okay, you know the song Do It Like Me by Bad Baby? No, but do you want me to play it a little bit? Yeah. It's literally a minute and a half. That's it. Okay, you can stop it. <laughs> Paddock, like the watch. So, ain't nobody do it like me. That's all you were going to say about that. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I'm just really good at hosting. That's all I wanted to say. I actually really enjoy it. And that's why Xander oh and I fucking God, have our full-blown... You can't have a whole minute and a half in there. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> you and I also are making a, a event execution and hosting a part of our, our lives, like a part of our professional careers. And I love it. I think a good event is just can change the fucking world. <laughs> what? I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to actually say what's on my mind or do you want me to keep no, you can say what's on this on one? Mind. I love that. Dude, it comes back from our mom. It comes back from mom. Seriously. And I think at the root of all, the reason why I like we like having events is because we love to see people when they feel their most comfortable selves and their most celebrated selves, and when we're sharing a space in a room with them. On another note, I think the reason we like to see people feel so comfortable and excited and empowered and also not so serious and goofy and themselves is because that's where we feel the most comfortable, right? In environments like that. And in this day and age with all of the expectation and obsession with being somebody or looking like something or putting on this filter on your life so that you appear a certain way, there are a lot of spaces that aren't like that. There are a lot of spaces that don't energetically condone you walking in and just being comfy and being cozy energetically and being yourself. So that's why Marit and I are fucking obsessed with not only creating spaces like that in our relationships interpersonally, but also in our homes, in those spaces and in events, which is what we fucking love to do. And I've partially felt like that my whole life in a way, kind of like an underdog or kind of like I didn't quite fit in because I can tell when people are occupying a space and they want you to occupy it in a certain way. As we're getting older, it's just like so less interested in all of that. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, go ahead, Neen, go ahead. The, the thing you said about people wanting you to occupy a space in a certain way has happened to me my entire life. It started with our parents wanting us to be very quiet or a certain way when we were kids and then us going into middle school and then high school and then adulthood but most of my friendships and then our, I'm saying before that it started when we were even kids dude I know but I feel like for my whole life and you as well we've been used as prop props in a lot of friend groups but we've also positioned ourselves as props uh, you can't be used as something that you don't uh, basically I think that I don't Nami. always have to say yes to the the proposition necessarily I see what you're saying but I think you should be wary of how you choose to project your <gasps> desires onto other people. Totally. But I do agree. You're absolutely right. The power is in our hands. I just listened to the most amazing talk this morning. I listened to it three times in a row. And the whole idea is this. You can only give as much power to another individual as space you have between you and your true inner self. Does that make sense? Woof. So you can only that take so as good. much power from mm -hmm. me as I have space with my soul. I, yeah, between your, basically your ego so and your soul. So if my ego yeah. and my soul are rock solid, I'm not going to budge as much. You have no power from me. If my ego and my soul, there's, a, there's quite a distance, you know, let's call it 150 yards, you might be able to pull me f a ways away. I love that you just said yards. I might deviate from the path. We're 150 yards, it's over a football field, but you, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a big distance. <laughs> and to have like, what in quotation marks, we say this power or this relationship between ego, soul, self, solar plexus, all that. I don't think it, ha to me, immediately, I'm like, wow, that comes off. I bet you're like such a fucking bitch or something or very hard individual or very unlikable. I, I actually imagine it is the opposite. I imagine when you have such a close relationship with yourself, ego, soul, you're just really just who you're honest, who you're who you are. You're very soft. Maybe who you are isn't soft, but for me, I, I imagine that's just soft and blunt and it's you know. rihanna dude it's rihanna it's rihanna and beyonce it's beyonce it's re it's bay who okay. else we got <laughs> it's drizzy it's wheezy i'm just kidding drizzy and wheezy not so much but re and bay absolutely drizzy is drake and wheezy is lil wayne if you weren't quite sure who that, those were another thing that i'm noticing oh wait wait let me tap in tap 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 in 
Little waist fat, fat baby tap mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Tap, 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 tap in. Mm-hmm. Diamonds okay. on your neck, yeah. Don't continue dancing, because that's what she's doing. Tap, 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 tap in. I have felt fucking amazing these past couple weeks. I love that we feel different. Well, remember last time we talked, I was basically having like a, I mean, a quintessential Nina panic I, moment. I've been feeling on my power. A game? These past couple weeks. I feel like I'm in the flow. I am not only experiencing goodness, but I'm calling in goodness. If I get a passive aggressive message or email or Slack, Slack notification or any form of communication, which would normally, I would just ruminate. I would ruminate. I would allow the clouds to come on in and just change the weather for the day. You know, even though I'd still be chipper and happy, I just let the clouds roll in. And I feel as if now I get the message or whatever it may be. The means it's usually a means of communication with another person. Okay. Cause this is where I'm most effective. We talked about this last time and now I am realizing I am in control of every emotion that I have because an emotion is just a charged thought Mm. and it is a direct compass. Preach for exactly where I want to be, where I want to go. And I am so focused right now on where I want to go. Who we want to be. And in order to get where I want to get, you have to be happy with where you are, right? So I don't have time. I literally don't have time. I don't actually literally don't have bandwidth to be upset about as many things as before. And my favorite relationship in the whole entire universe is the one I have with Cassandra Mm. because she's the one where she can say something and I can be like, dude, I I don't care. I don't want to talk about this. And she gets it. It's not because I'm like... Fuck you. I don't want to talk about this. She knows immediately. I'm saying, oh, that's outside of my vibe. I don't want to bring it in. And to be re- honest, though, it took us a second to get to that. We're so there. Communication. Dude, it's now we're there. Amazing. Now it's I cannot believe how far we've come in regards to the communication. No, to the, if you will, the sense, the sensitivity, severity of our communication. Three months ago, Marino would say something and it would, I would be like, you are, I could not believe that you would say that to me. Meaning I don't have time for this. I don't want to talk about this anymore. And I'd be like, well, because you don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it 10 times more. Mm. And now we both do it. She's I love like, it so she's much. She's like, I just don't want to. I don't. And I was like, okay, you know what? Honestly, I either have to find somebody else to talk to about it, or we both just Shishumna it. Wouldn't it be so cool? Shishumna, Xana is like verbing it, which I love. It just means to like burn it and release it. Yeah. Um, it's this naughty, it's this channel system inside of your body central that, channel that you can use. It's your central channel system. Exactly. You can use it to not only mitigate, but to burn for energy and release any thought, any emotion, any illness, anything stored in the body. So that's why she says Sushimna all the time. But back to it's what, a recent, it's a recent bit of information that I'm obsessing over. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But back to what you were saying, imagine if we had this relationship with all of the people in we our life. We can though. We absolutely can. And I even read this on this meme the other day. It's like children don't learn, they imitate. And oh my we're gosh, just literally. Bro, we're big babies all out here. We're all these big, beautiful babies. And it's like, if you want to create a change or a transition in a relationship, why don't you just start acting the way that you want it to be represented in front of you? If you don't want to have those passive aggressive messages, don't respond in a way that placates passive aggressiveness. Respond with honesty because at the end of the day, Marina, could you be upset with somebody who is just flat out honest with I you? I always say this. I always I, say this. I, it's you really be hard. upset with somebody who's just truly flat out honest. My good friend tells me it's hard to hate up close, meaning it's hard. Oh, I love that. It's hard to hate up close. Like you see me and I'm sitting here and I'm telling you. Chest. Love it. Yes. It's hard to hate up close. Exactly. Yeah. DL says, my therapist is like, when you lead with honesty the first time in a train of communication messages or even in a relationship that's been going on 10 years and you choose today, I'm going to lead with honesty right here, right now. You're setting yourself up for the outcome that you that you deserve, like the one that you actually want. Just lead with honesty in that moment, you one, know? Oh my God, 100%. This is what I was thinking of. Mm, so better be good. Lead with the sentiment that you wish to have in your life now. So as you're complaining about your best friend, as you're bitching or gossiping, but about how you're, everything always happens to you or how everybody always does this to you, while you want a life of peace, it's never ever going to match up. You create the peace that you want to see in your life. Mm. For the, for an example, it's like the people that believe they will never be prosperous or abundant financially until the car is in their driveway already. Well, that's never going to fucking happen. It's That's not how it works. Yeah. You don't see the car. You don't see the 2023 Tesla in your driveway and then be like, 
Yes, now I have the car. No, there's so much work that has to be done beforehand. This is all LOA, law of attraction stuff, but I believe in it so deeply because it has changed my you know entire life. This randomly makes me think of is, you remember those senior superlatives? Mm-hmm. And the one, there was one that was like, most likely to be a gold digger or yeah. marry rich. Yeah. And I remember the girl that got it. I don't remember the guy. And I remember how stoked she was that she got that. She was like, she embodied wanting to basically marry. Yeah, she, <laughs> she had Guess what? Yeah. She fucking did. And it's not like she literally manifested that at a young age and that's what she wanted. And that was her version of basically acquiring or wanting the type of wealth that she wanted in her life. And what you're saying is you can sit and be all upset that you don't have the vacation time or the dollars in your account or whatever, but it's because you actually believe that you're not that you're either not worthy of them or that you're never going to get them. And if you believe that you're never going to get better in your body, or if you don't love your body during its transition into you working towards a different version of yourself, you're never going to get there because you can't even see yourself having those things. That's amazing. You know, 10,000 hours is the Uh the general formulation to master something. Well, a 10th of that is a hundred hours and a hundred hours is to be 95% more proficient than everybody else on the planet. Do you know how much energy that takes a day? No. 18 minutes. If you spend 18 minutes a day talking shit or 18 minutes a day, (gasps) that's what I was going to say. Complaining. You've spent a hundred hours. Oh my God. In a year. I love that you just randomly brought that up because I've had a major change in the past 100 days that directly is associated with that. Can I say one more thing? Oh, me. Okay, you go first and then I'll go in. I, whether I like it or not, I have a bad habit, but it's rooted out of true sincerity and care rather than like catty maliciousness. I gossip. I gossip. I, Cassandra, Cassandra, you don't gossip. You're not a gossiper. You correlate people's actions with who they are as a person. Oh, wow. This is so good. I so okay. I do do that. You don't gossip. But you don't Okay, Marina's Marina's correct. You're right. That's so funny how I can't even express. I just feel like you're expressing more accurately what I'm trying to say. Bless up identical twinhood. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that it's not as simple as that. I don't judge people based on their actions. It's that I believe so deeply in the betterment of people's actions that when I see them do something that's not really great for others or for themselves, it bums me out. Yeah, because is that judgment? Yes, and you attach to the judgment. And I attach to and the judgment. And you assign a valuation based on that person's character. Oh my God, Marina, you are so fucking wise sometimes. I actually want to. I, I, smack I used to do the same it. thing all so the time. So the thing is, I'm doing that less. We, I'm realizing I'm doing that less recently because my world is a space where we don't need to look and judge and put a grade on the way that other people are navigating their exactly. world. The quintessential example of this is oh, we don't. We don't fuck with people who do that. Or we don't fuck with people who follow this, believe in this, do this, mm, mm. dot, dot, dot. We assign moral valuation or we believe that we are more woke or we have assigned ourselves a higher spiritual value. I almost feel like you do the represented as the counter opposite, but it's rooted in the same. I've literally seen it since we were kids. You create a relationship between you and somebody else that is so close knit because you believe in their power and your power so much together that there is this like judgment based on what you guys can almost like embody together. Mm, I, that's so on point. And I think that it comes from one being twins and two, have you heard of like othering Dr. Orna from couples therapy talks about how that's like the number one um, conflict or controversy between couples is the othering being like, you do something that's different than me. That's other. Like you don't do the dishes and I want you to do the dishes. I think that me going back to saying the opposite of something, I think that you are so anti-other that you get so close to the source of somebody's, the thing that you value in them and you attach yourself to it. What do you think? I think that, I hope I explained that you. I think you're spot on minus the judgment. Fine, we can agree to just agree on that. Yeah, I think you're spot on. But I did want to say something so bad. And it's so Do you think me saying that would be interesting to anybody else but you? Me saying that stuff about you? I think everything down here is interesting. And you know, I think a lot of people do that. I do have a thought. I had mentioned that, you know, spending time with you, my spare time, which I don't have a lot of spare time. I mostly want to spend it with Cassandra and I mostly want to spend it with Justin because I'm almost too vulnerable to be out in the world Mm. in the transition phase that I am. It's like a butterfly starting to try and fly around before its wings are fully grown. Yeah. You know, I'm still in my chrysalis. I have to protect 
protect just a little bit because, and you know what though? I am getting wary. wary. I told Justin this today. I said, I'm a little worried about my ability to get close with people. Oh, and you talk about this my a God. lot. You, you've been like this literally forever though. I don't let people in. Yeah. I think you don't let people in for different reasons. I think you don't let people in because I, de- I definitely think we have different reasons yeah. for our, our, resistance to closeness. Yeah. But before we talk about that, dude, vulnerability, it's a really, really powerful thing. To be vulnerable is really beautiful. I think it's amazing for people who are able to just be vulnerable and honest. In between points, major points of vulnerability are these major obstacles in your life. Not only at that point when you're getting through it, from point to point of vulnerability, discomfort, challenges, think about all of the growth that's happening between those two points. If you are not positioning yourself in a space of vulnerability or discomfort, and you're not moving towards newness or things that just are, you're experiencing different because you're a different person, what are you growing out of? Your environment is the same. Over and over and over again, your conditions are the same, so your results are gonna feel a lot of the same. We are putting ourselves in these positions where we have a point of discomfort and vulnerability, We're working through it. We're experiencing it. And then we hit, dude, yet another point of discomfort and vulnerability. And all of this growth is happening rapidly in a way. How magical is that? That only happens if you're vulnerable and creating enough space to take that in. Because if you don't have space to take in discomfort, if you don't have space to take in challenges, you're going to say your ego is going to take over and say, excuse me, excuse me. We don't want to do something uncomfortable right now. We don't want to do the thing that makes us incredibly vulnerable. We don't got time for that. Well, listen, if you don't make time for it, you're not going to be able to continue to grow and explore all of the opportunities that you have to discover yourself. I'm calling in everything that is putting me in an opportunity of deep conversation. Love. Like I'm starting to have amazing, more deep conversations with Al, our sister. Like she's now calling me up and bringing some such fun things to talk about. She's so good to talk to. With my partner and with a few very close friends. But outside of that, I'm kind of like, I wish I could say the way I tell Cassandra, hey, I, I don't really care. Like, I don't really care. I Life is so precious. I had this phone call conversation with someone yesterday. Life is so precious. Life is so short. Let's fucking get it today, dude. Are you going to get it this week? Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. We're glowing up together. I love watching you get what you want in this world. Those are the conversations I ha- I want to have, not... So did you hear like what Sally said about you? And I feel like you, you've been kind of like a bad friend lately. And um, yeah, it's, it's tough because we're, we have our sights set on our North Star of life, which is to experience joy at all times, if possible. Expanding joy. Expanding joy. Because when you experience joy, you can facilitate joy around you. If that is not the meaning of life, I literally don't know what is. But when you keep looking at that North Star and you're getting tugs from directions all around you and your glance and your perspective keeps looking back down in the past or all of these things that you're not really filled with joy by. What's it all for? What's it all for? What's it all for? So back to the the point. What is the point? Back to the 18 minutes a day. Mm -hmm, Imagine mm -hmm. if you spend 18 minutes a day. Meditating on joy? Meditating on joy. Imagine if you spend 18 minutes a day. This is like so good because morning maintenance has changed my life so much. Same, I just got good. And this is how I'm going to describe morning maintenance moving on. 18 minutes a day of desire manifestation practice, journaling, meditation, and sound healing. Because morning maintenance is more than 18 minutes a day. It's 45 minutes a day. Morning maintenance is like two double times. that. Yeah, yeah, double that. And imagine the Marina leads a morning maintenance crew every month that starts around 7 a.m. And it's meditation, journaling, and she does, plays her sound bowls, and it's 45 minutes of very intentional time setting, specifically in the morning, so that you are not overly inundated or overwhelmed with the ego at that well, time. Well, really, it's because before you let anybody else in to your precious subconscious, my precious, my, yes, before you do that, 
you need to be rock solid in what your North Star is. You need to be rock solid in what the story you are telling yourself because there is no situation in which you are not met with the vibration of the story that you are telling yourself. So if you say, but I'm happy and I'm amazing and I still don't have the job that I want. I still don't have the car that I want. It's because something is not adding up. It's like turning the radio station to 101.1 and being pissed when it's classical the music. classical music shows up. And you're like, this is not what I signed up for. Bitch, you're on 101.1. But check this out. Even if you don't know what your North Star is. So for example, I went to this yoga TT session and the teacher asked us why we're here. Why do we want to take this TT session? And all three of us said is like, we don't necessarily have the right, the reason, right? I want to be a teacher and open up a studio where I want to teach here or whatever. It was more so saying, I'm just in this discovery phase of self. And all I know is that if I show up here weekly for nine months, it is going to continue to drive me to a place of joy, appreciation, exploration. And I'm saying, fam, I'm saying to you, Neen, if you don't even know what your North Star is, don't sweat it. Just I know think that's what so amazing. Know what feels good. Know where you want to direct your body, your energy, your body language, the types of words that you use, and just direct them in a way that feels good. I now have a visceral response, and so do you. When I say something or I'm responding to a text message where it's not aligned, I like have a visceral response. My face and my armpits broke out in a fucking rash two weeks ago because I could feel how emotionally overwhelmed I was and that I wasn't doing something about it. So guess what? I did something about it and my rashes went away in like 12 hours. I'm so with you. The overwhelm can be debilitating, especially if you don't know where to begin. Mm -hmm. You know you want to feel better. You know you want to experience a difference in emotions. You just have no idea how Mm -hmm. to get there. I think that leaning on something that uh, whether it's feedback, suggestion, or an opportunity and committing to that, whether it's for 18 minutes a day, maybe it's not every day, maybe it's only twice a week, but committing to something you know can benefit you because morning maintenance is only two times a week, by the way. It's not every single day. Yeah. But back to what I was saying is that you build confidence and confidence is the key after confidence is closely followed by wisdom. Now, routine maintenance, the ability to go to the my personal trainer twice a week or go and sit down for meditation every day is not because I want to. It's because the better part of me knows that I have to. Oh my I God. have to sit there. It's Lastly, absolutely. I do want to say one more thing is that I've been exploring the idea of set points. Set points are this idea that at any point in time, in your life, you have a series of set points that you, for yourself, want to be able to do. So for example, for me, at any point in time, I want to be able to do 30 push-ups. At any point in time, I want to be able to do five pull-ups. Damn, girl. This is Vishen Lakiani. This isn't me who made this up. So on and so forth. Fill in your set points for you. I think you and I should make them for June. Like, as in we do them as a unit or we separately have them? We should separately have them. I have my own, but I wouldn't call them set points. I just have very specific intentions that I'm bringing into my life, intentions that are stable. This is from a workshop that you hosted over a year ago where you essentially plan out a month of goals, goals that are not new, goals that have been a part of your fucking life that aren't gonna feel arduous. Those or are ta- set points. Yeah, I, I do it every month. And like, then I save, I save the set points so that I can look back I have two years of I have this one client and she's probably going to listen to this podcast and you know who you are. I love you. She was one of my longest Ayurveda clients and I saw her for years. Okay. By the end of our visit, we would look back at her practices and she was doing like 50 practices, hydration practices, three different hydration practices between herbal integration, morning and evening teas, specific recipes. Uh, She was taking supplementation depending on the season, her food practices, meditation, mantra, so on and so forth. And we would look back and we'd be like damn think about how far you've come yeah and it's like it's like you almost didn't even plan for it to be like that like when I started my yoga practice last May or June reason why I bring up my yoga practice all the time is because it fucking changed my entire life I would go to yoga hung over or I even remember the one day that I went in the morning with my girl Liz and I was like oh my fucking god like I slept like four hours last night and like being in this hot class was absolute torture and I recognized that in the moment but I also didn't go because I wanted to I went because my soul was calling for it at the time so from the course that was around May or June I can't remember over the course of those next couple of months I wasn't waking up because I wanted to go to yoga I was waking up because I was answering to a response in my soul guess what ended up happening I started going every day to the point where slowly things started changing 
around me in response to the momentum of me feeding and nourishing my soul. It's so confusing because the ego wants, but the soul responds to the true desires. The ego responds, the soul yearns, the soul calls, and the soul is only ever calling you back to itself. Love. Question. Answer. What about if you're like listening to this and you're like, I don't know what my soul is calling. I don't know what that even means. Wow, I just so relate to that question so deeply, like even now, differently than I did a year ago. But I just wanna say, yeah, you do. You know, you know, and trust that you know, and encourage yourself that you know. And like straight up look at yourself in the mirror or give yourself a little bedtime pep talk as you're cuddling in your safe space before you go to your sleep and say, I know that we know that we are working towards something that feels better and that is going to be better for us. I know it's in there and I'm gonna be patient and I'm gonna keep doing little things around it so that you'll show up when you're ready. And it's not a one answer fits all. All I knew for me, what my soul was calling for last summer was to just show up consistently to something that didn't have anybody anybody I knew in the space, but was also community driven. I was showing up to a studio where one, my anxiety was on 10, so I'd walk in trembling, right? But I actually didn't know anybody in the space and I only knew I had to just pay attention to a teacher for an hour a day. And I did that six, seven days a week. That newness, that type of consistency that wasn't attached to something in my past allowed me to pay forward in a way that opened up fucking hundreds of doors for me. It allowed me to leave certain things in my past and then bring in newness that absolutely nourished me. That's what I would say, you know. It's just it's just right there. Encourage it to come up. I love that so much. Why be hard on ourselves? Hug yourself. We're, the world is so hard. When I go to sleep, I pet my chest and I say, look at you, you beautiful girl. Like, oh my God, you are so amazing. Look at all these beautiful people in your life. Look at all these beautiful things that you've done just today. How amazing is that? We deserve to admire and love exactly where we are. And I'll go to bed and be like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Trust that. It's like literally That's listening the most to your soul. beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. Prove it. Shed a tear. I feel What this, do you think? I think that I love what you said. And I think it goes perfect with what I'm about to say. Mm. Nurture your soul as if you would nurture anything that you love. And oh my gosh. What would you offer yourself? a loved one, an animal, when it's not feeling so good. There are certain things that you can do that you know will yield a positive effect. Dude, think about a baby kitten. If it's not drinking milk, do you fucking shove its head into a bowl of milk? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you comfort it. And you gently keep bringing it back to the milk. You make it feel safe. No, yeah. I'm serious. No, I'm serious. You are baby kitten. Meow. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I'm getting at for sure. Did you hear that? <laughs> Justin, bring in the baby kids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, if you don't know where to start, start with what you know. And even if you don't know what you know, we know at the end of the day, we have to feed ourselves. We exactly. have to sleep. Yeah. We have to drink water. What ways can you make those feel consistent or even a little bit special? And so many things and people and places and brands and ads will convince you that if you achieve perfection in the body, like Rob Lowe is like never aging. And he, if, did you watch Parks and Rec? I know Rob He's Lowe. He's like, scientists believe that the, the oldest ever living man is currently on this planet. I believe I am that person. <laughs> I love him. But yielding perfection in the body does not discount the importance of bringing nourishment, energy, support, and love to your mind, aka your ego and your soul. And this is, I will see that all the time in Ayurveda clients. Someone will come, they'll be a marathon runner. They'll be a surgeon. They're so flipping, successful, fit, 8% body fat, less than that, 6% body fat. And they eat keto and are just unbelievably resilient in everything that they do. They wake up and do CrossFit, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And then they'll be like, I literally hate my life. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. Yeah. Or on the converse side, there's someone, I had someone come to me and said, I meditate for six hours a day and I'm depressed. I don't know who I am and I'm depressed. <laughs> sure. It's balance, baby. And it's, it's also, balance. there is mind, body, one ego, size mind body, body, ego. As we're in our late twenties and we're talking about growth in these areas, 
I have a question for you. When you pass a mirror, and let's say when I pass a mirror, I like give myself a little kiss. Do you? Literally, I tell myself I'm beautiful a hundred times a day. I fucking love. Maybe that not a hundred times a day, but I tell myself I'm beautiful constantly to the point where I don't need to really hear it from as many people anymore. When I put on an outfit and I get dressed and I put on makeup, I love putting on makeup and doing my hair and putting on an outfit and I go out into the world. I really feel so good. I look at myself and I'm like, get it, girl. But I lost that need. But this is the difference between what you just said right now, what you said two minutes ago. When you needed to hear that you were beautiful, it's because you wanted him to see you physically as beautiful. And what you just said now is that when you do your makeup and put on your outfit, you feel beautiful. Bitch, that's fucking growth. I also, when I would pass a mirror, I would look at the way that my body looks rather than understanding and valuing how it feels. So much of that has changed the way that I view other people, myself and the world. But where did it start? It started in the way that I responded to me looking at in the mirror. It's really cool. It's like, it's very, very, very fucking cool to see how our perspective of our outside self, of our inside self is changing over time and how important it is that we stay in tune with that. I love that I can think last year I looked in the mirror and I wanted to look pretty. I literally do not identify with that anymore. Yeah, I do not look mean? in the mirror and think that I want to. I think it's male gaze shit. Like yeah. I saw myself through the lens of a Beauty male gaze. Beauty is embodied. Beauty is absolutely embodied. And embodied, I actually I didn't that. even realize. Beauty is embodied. I didn't realize what the word embodied meant until probably this year. Same. Embodied means that it comes from within. Embodiment, absolutely. Beauty has nothing to do with the way that you put clothing and earrings and makeup on. It's not on. an arrangement, a product. It's not something that can be given necessarily. Nope. It's how you treat yourself and how you treat other people. That is beauty. And what beauty does is it transcends all the bullshit that comes our way every fucking day. Beauty is power. And it's not because you fit into this trope of what it means to be beautiful. It's Fuck how tropes. you treat yourself and other people. The feeling of beauty, oh my God, that's the shit that fucking cures whatever's going on in your body. Seriously. Yeah. I love it. I love that. I love being able to basically experience somebody else's beauty. It's like that one of my, my favorite, favorite things thing. in the world. I agree. That's why I love relationships with people, new friends, old friends. I love to be able to see their beauty embodied in themselves. I'm like, the way that you embody beauty is so unique to you and it's so beautiful. Why would we want to do it any other way? Do you keep people in your life that don't embody beauty, even if you love them? Yes. But who is that for me to say that they don't embody beauty? I would just say I can feel that there is hesitation. Resistance. Yeah. We've been talking about resistance a lot. During well, this resistance, epi. Is, resistance is what keeps you from everything that you desire and your ability to get there. What are you resisting right now? And these next, let's call it, we'll probably see each other in 30 days. What are you actively going to be bringing in, really embracing the next 30 days? What am I resisting or what am I bringing in? Both. I am bringing in synchronicity, mm. coincidence, happenstance, things working out, things being overlaid on top of each other in a way that we can have some fun in multiple places. Almost it feels like you're doing the amount of work for one thing, but it's experienced in three different ways. Synchronicity is very fun because it believes in the magic of all things around you. There are no such thing as coincidences and I want to play with that magic. I love that. My little witchy wonder. I love that so what much. What am I resisting? That's so fun. Um, I think that I'm moving more into a, a time in my life where I can offer some wisdom and some mentorship, but I'm so scared of coming off like, take my advice because I don't necessarily want to give my advice unless it's asked for. But in certain situations, I feel like I want to shake someone or something or a scenario or just be like, for the love of God, stop doing this. But I want to be able to offer little droplets of truth um, in situations instead of perpetuating maybe. I love that. What otherwise would be a filler. We have a, a mutual friend and at the event that you put on on 420, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because she texted me the next day about it. One of my friends was about to get tinsel in her hair and she was insecure about getting tinsel in her hair for a few reasons. And then I said, being insecure is boring and you're nothing but boring. And I don't even remember saying it, but she texted me the next day when she was like, 
Fucking wow. Why be stressed when you can be sexy? 100%. And, and I said that Lee. because I love this girl so much. And it was a quick moment of me being like, you are the last thing but boring. Don't, don't let your insecurity take over in this moment. And that was really cool. And I, I don't know. When you say drop little bits of wisdom. That's it. You yes, do it all the yeah, time. That's good, Cass. We do yeah. it to each other all the time. She does it for me and I did it for her. I just, I really fuck with those relationships. You do it all the time and I'm excited for you to lean into it more. What about you? What is resistance you'd like to May release? all about me. Capital M-E. May is literally all about me. I'm, I'm not even fucking with you. Um, I am, my orbit is gonna be centered around all of these things that I'm fascinated by that revolve around myself. So my shoulders, my knees, and my hips. I'm physically working on those. Uh, On the whim, deciding to get cupping or deciding if I want to sleep for 12 hours in a day, it's because I'm learning more about me. That's, May is just all about me and I want it to be fun. I've been so intensely overanalyzing all of these emotions that are surfacing and I want to have some fucking fun. And that might look like spending a lot of time alone, alone baking these cheesecakes and cookies and sleeping and reading. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to come out on the other side in June and see what I learned. You know what? <laughs> May is, we're like literally halfway through May right now. Yeah, May has been about me. Still continue to be about that for me. You. Literally. What resistance would you like to drop? I'm not here to prove anything or accomplish anything. I'm just going to keep reminding myself of that because that's when we start to not have fun, right? I'm not here to prove myself to anyone. I'm not here to be a certain way for me. I'm here to enjoy. So that's what this next month is really, really, really going to be about. And I'm already doing it and I can feel the momentum and power growing and I fucking love it. God damn. God damn. That was good. Um, do you know what my morning maintenance from June theme is? No. Mantra. Oh, just, do you pick a mantra? or It's you... mantra meditations. I love mantra meditations. Very mm-hmm. beginner friendly. I am perfect as I am. I am. What's that? It's a it's the beautiful chorus love in love mantra. I love beautiful chorus. Okay, well this was fucking fun. Love you like a sis. I feel like we talked about a lot. We did. This was a long one. And blessed be that I don't have these rashes anymore and that um you have a cute little cuddly cloud plushy stuffed animal to cuddle with Yay. to remind you that we're doing something really cool together. Yay. See you next time. Bye. Bye.